Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, we catch up with the Newark Castle Archers. I'm Mick Bradley, he's Gareth Bagley and we are live on FM, DAB, online around the world and now on Instagram. This is the renowned Radio Newark Sport. And we begin as ever with the names making the news. And with all Sunday's events being called off due to the storm, it was Saturday's park run that provided the weekend's entertainment for our runners. With many of them going on tour, the longest distance travelled was by David Cross with a trip to Milan. More from Graham Welsh on that one. Round about 7.45. The girls of the Magnus School Rowing Club came third in their race at the Doncaster Regatta and with a little bit of luck we'll be coming into this studio very soon to tell us all about it Newark Rugby Club's youngsters were another group to have Sunday morning off but amazingly four Newark Football Alliance matches were played in the Gale that's better than a normal week Finley Cranage had the right idea on Sunday. He went indoors for his BMX race day, making it through to the quarterfinals where he finished seventh and missing out on making the semi-finals. But the good news, he stayed dry and warm. Newark's top whistler, David Coote, has been named as fourth official for the Carabao Cup final between Manchester City and Aston Villa at Wembley on the 1st of March. Our congratulations to young Mr Coote. And finally, the least surprising news of the day came when Newark Flow Serves League Cup tie at South Normanton has been postponed for the fourth time. Apparently, the South Normanton pitch is unplayable. We've weird that one before. The game has been rescheduled for March the 17th. Me thinks it'd be better off rescheduling it for July the 17th. It probably stands a chance of being played by then. But... That's what they reckon they're going for. Roll on spring. And in the national news, Manchester United have applied for permission to install rail seating for up to 1,500 fans at Old Trafford. My question, of course, is can you eat prawn sandwiches and stand up? England coach Eddie Jones believed increasing the number of teams in the Six Nations would be a mistake amid reports that um, South Africa could join the competition by 2023, or is he really worried that he stands no chance of winning it again if South Africa is going to be in there? And Fiji apparently going to join the home nations as well. Um, So that's two stories to get a teeth into. Gareth, standing up at Premier Division football matches. Who'd have thought it? Well, they do anyway. Last time I went... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Last time I went down to the Emirates, uh, I only sat down for about ten minutes, otherwise I wouldn't have seen anything. Uh, and that 10 minutes was probably, you know, the half time. Uh, so uh, people don't sit down. Um, and it looks as though the, the the type of installation looks 
possibly safer than standing up without anything in front of you. There's a, a seat with railings in front yes. of every row, isn't yeah. there? So you yeah. can't do what we used to do in the Trent End and sort of disappear 30 foot forward. No, I learnt very early in my days going in the train tent that you made sure the bar was at your back and not... Exactly, in, yes. <laughs> not in front of you. I, I mean, I can understand why them days can't come back, but yeah. they do stand at football matches, uh, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. You know, yeah. And people can shout and scream as much as they like. It ain't going to change. No. Um, so where do you stand? I know you're a bit of a rugby man. You went to watch, you went to Lincoln to watch uh, Newark on, on Saturday. You, like, you like your rugby. The Six Nations possibly becoming the the Eight Nations. Well, I'd say make it five. Get rid of the Italians. Um, Hang on, if you get <laughs> uh, right, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll get, uh, yeah, right. Um, the Italians joined in the year two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Since they joined, which is obviously twenty years ago, only two nations have never won the title: Italy. <laughs> and scotland so do you get rid of both of them <laughs> because scotland are obviously no better than italy <laughs> oh they are <laughs> never even, won it. i know but they don't normally lose to italy <laughs> so uh, replace scotland and italy with fiji and south africa be more competitive no no well, you might as well bring in New Zealand and Australia. Then, well, it's you become a world championship, isn't <laughs> if you, it? If you're going to do yeah, that. It's become a, I mean, the, the thing that worries me, if you take this to eight nations, that's going to bite into another month yeah. of yeah. club rugby, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's possibly a... I mean, Georgia were playing very well a little while back. Probably but Georgia, but does she play for <laughs> the rugby girls? <laughs> so, uh yeah, I don't think we sh- they should increase it. No, I've, I think <laughs> you've probably... And, and you've got a cricket story that I, I must admit I missed. Yeah, uh, they're introducing uh, front foot technology, so there's going to be a man looking at every uh, every ball to uh, make sure that uh, the front foot doesn't encroach and uh, they're not missing any no balls. Am, am I being naive, but isn't that the umpire's job? <laughs> Well, yes, and then my view on it is that uh, we're getting that much technology, perhaps we should do away with the human actual players and just have robots out there because that's that's how they're being judged, uh, are, 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 you know. Are we going, in certain sports, I mean, some sports are quite good with technology, rugby's quite good with technology. Yes. Um, tennis is quite good with technology. Cricket... I'm sure haven't got it right, and football, well, they're just hopeless. But cricket umpires now don't look for front foot because they know very well if there's a decision to be made, the fourth official's going to be looking for it. Yeah, but he's only looking for it if... Yeah, so all the rest of the time, you know, they get away with it. Yeah, but I don't know that it's a big problem in the sport anyway. You don't hear stories of complaints about about no balls do you not you know, no. not you know. so why do they think they've got to introduce that i don't know but well, we're introducing it into athletics i mean they're now talking about for the long jump there's going to be a there's going to be a, a a laser there for the, at the big meetings for the takeoff so it's not a it's not an official deciding whether the person has gone over the mark you made a mark to you and your straw hat absolutely exactly (laughs) that's what it should be (laughs) blinking lasers quick one david coop 
um, named his fourth fisher for the Carabao Cup final. Well done, young Cootie. Yes, yeah, yeah. And um, we'll give him a uh, we'll give him a hats um, heads up. Yeah, it's a shame he can't come in and talk to you about. He can't. Uh, they won't let him. He'll lo- he'll love to, but about, uh, they won't. Aspects the of the sport. That, the powers that be won't let him, which to me means they've got something to hide. Um, it really does. Anyway, um, Newark Castle Archers continue to go from strength to strength. We've always said there's a probably our youngest club in Newark, but uh, I think that mantle's been taken over by the triathletes now. So you've, they've lost. They've lost that one. Um, anyway, um, it's the youngsters now that are are taking centre stage with um, with the Castle Archers and uh, the the older ones are just being shoved into the background but that that's what clubs are all about because youngsters are the future we have taylor we have kyan i've got that right kyan i've got that right bro yeah i've been practicing that you see and we have harry all in the studio tonight all resplendent in their newark um, castle archers tops looking very very smart putting gareth and i into shame that's absolutely um definite so uh, what we're going to start off with tonight because if you listen to the castle archers before when they come in you know we've learned the lesson don't let mandy have the mic first so we're going to keep her back a little bit tonight um, because you, you know what happens we all go for a pint and come back at eight o'clock to turn everything off again right so we are going to start with harry because harry is 12 years old and harry goes to the tuxford academy and uh, mandy's in charge of putting that mic right in front of harry for me harry welcome to radio new sport hello hello there um right you are 12 you go to tuxford academy are you the youngest of our three bowmen tonight uh no no kyan is younger yeah is it right so we'll start with the middle then um tell me a bit about harry then no no you no, you stay there um tell me a bit about harry tell me a bit about yourself mate um well when i started archery i was just having a have a go with my cousin and one of her friends and then it started then, and then I did the beginner's course, and then it's, started it, doing it, it now. It, it's grown from there, because um, you are, you was a bit of a football, you, you was with Muscombe Cougars. Yeah. Um, so, the question that intrigues me is, how and why did football lose out to archery? Well, it hasn't really... I do coach some people, little people, between the ages of... That's brilliant. Hang on, that's brilliant. <laughs> you're 12 years old and you're coaching the little people. Yeah, I love no, it. Probably, I love it. <laughs> probably looking after Becky Gallup. Yeah, exactly, yes. So, <laughs> so tell me a bit more about this coaching then, Harry, because I'm intrigued as a 12-year-old is, is taking other youngsters. I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant, but just tell me a bit about it. Well, it's between the ages of around four to around six, and it the they're split into two groups: the four to fives and the fives, some of the fives to the six, and the younger one, youngest ones are on Saturday mornings, and the others are on Wednesday nights. Do you like coaching? Then I mean, what what? I think I always think about football and this would be interesting to see what you think about this we're just going on to football for a moment do you think they play competitive football football to win too early because you coach them to make them better footballers don't you so do you think it's win at all cost too early in football um the older ones on wednesday 
are very competitive, but the younger ones on Saturday, they just really run around and kick a football. That's all it is to them. How competitive for you then when you're uh, with the archers? Um, I've only been in two tournaments, so I don't know all of the competitiveness, but... Do you um, go out to win, or do you go out like you do in football to get better? Uh, I think I like to get better, but I also like to win. Of course you do. You've got to, you've got, you, you've got to be competitive, <laughs> Gareth, haven't you? You've got to be, <laughs> yes. you've got to be yes. competitive. Right, um, Kyan goes to the John Hunt Primary School. I went to the John Hunt, mate. Okay, it was a few years before you. I did too, Mitch. There we go. You see, they're still building it when Mandy and I went. <laughs> but um, No, it was built when I went, because I was after you. <laughs> so, with the greatest respect um, to Harry and um, to... Uh, Taylor, you're my favourite. Because <laughs> you went to the John Hunt. Or you do go to the John Hunt. Uh, it's a brilliant school. Right, tell me a bit about yourself, Kyan. Um, what do you do? I... How old are you, mate? I'm ten. You're ten. You're taller than the 12-year-old. So you're ten, you're at the John Hunt school. This is then, this will be your last year at John Hunt then, will it? No. So you got another full year? Yeah. So you're only just ten then? Yeah. Oh, good lad. Um, you got into archery. Tell us how you found archery. Um, I went to Sconce first with my sister and um, wanted to have a go. So I asked my mum and um, she said yeah. And then I said I liked it. So I, I asked if I could start it. And she said, we'll see. And a couple of months later, I started doing the beginner's course. Brilliant. And, and your sister's called Harper. Yeah. You've got some wonderful names, Mum. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> Mum's out. Mum's in the green room, or we have the orange room out here. But wonderful name, Kyan and Harper. Classic names, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're uh, Does Harper um, still do our, um, do archery? Or did, did she try it and didn't like it? Uh, she, she tried it at Sconce Fest and liked it but she's too young to do the beginner's course yet. Ah right so um, she's on Mandy's list is she? Yeah. Right. She certainly is. Why why archery then and not football or rugby or hockey or anything I just, else? I just think archery is like better because it's unusual like not many people do it and it's better than just kicking a ball around the field. And you, you're not just an archery person though are you because you do like your swimming and you do like trampolining yeah so uh, where are you at swimming club or uh yeah i go to the i go to the newark leisure center yeah. and do swimming and trampolining and i used to do football and you're also i'm told a bit of an archery record holder yeah if i read this right is the county champion. Yeah. Am I reading that right? He, no, he's not a bless him, he's not a county also champion. Also, Kyne has broken the under twelve and under fourteen county Portsmouth record. If he's yeah. broken the county record, he's the champion. No, it's a separate competition. Oh, he's still a champion separate. in my eyes he, as he goes to the John Hunt. He's a champion in my eyes. Yes, too. as he goes to the John Hunt. So already then you got record. So big things are expected of you then. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Right, and uh, our third um youngster tonight, um, sitting there quietly on on the end is, is is taylor taylor you've got the routine by now yep tell us a bit about yourself well i 
joined archery when I I started did the sconce fest and you know I enjoyed it but I started the beginners course and then broke my arm you didn't break your arm doing no, archery did you no, no that's no. okay no. <laughs> that's all right I was just trying to figure that one out somehow <laughs> well that one's that one the best start you ever made then was it nope so you obviously that it didn't put you off though and once the arm was back again yep because again the arm it, it is Important. you have yeah. to be very strong in the arms don't you so it would take an awful lot of mending before you could even give it a go yeah thought. anyway so you got you got back six months later whatever yeah. it was you got back um and you went back and you finished your course um yeah. apparently though um you're a bit like my oldest grandson do you want to go and do sport do you want to go on the xbox yeah uh well i af- i tried many sports at first i tried football i tried tennis for a bit i tried baseball but none of them seemed to stick so then i just played on the xbox and got a bit lazy well it's, it's, it's an olympic sport yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but now you're 14 years old, and you go to the to, to the William Rob Academy. What do they think at the William Rob that you know? Well, you don't play football. You don't play rugby. He well, goes to archery. Yeah. Well, at school they don't do archery. They are planning to do it in year 10, I think. But archery was a bit unusual for other students as well because no one seemed to do it. We've got somebody there now doing it, and um, you used to be shy by all accounts. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, it took me... Uh, I started archery, and I began talking to all the adults there, and it just... My confidence grew quite a lot just by talking to people. That's so important. That, and, 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 you know, whatever sport, Gareth, whatever club you're in sport is a great medium for introducing youngsters who are a little bit shy into a group yeah very much so yeah it's uh brings them out to themselves um and they have to uh, well you don't come into the studio without uh, having learned a few things along the way so well done if you come in come into you you can't you can't be shy can you I, i've got all these notes in front of me and i've just actually got to 20 past seven i've realized what nca stands for it's hard <laughs> work isn't it sometimes <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> it's a it's, it's, it's a struggle <laughs> but then again you're yeah. used to it Radio Newark. well i'm in a nice warm studio unfortunately the twins are not they are they are training so uh in the wind in the wind in the cold but yeah. at least it's not snowing. Um, Lauren's gone out for a run, apparently. So Tilly is going to tell us. Tilly is going to tell us um, about uh, another cold, wet, windy, awful weekend. Yeah. All yours. So first of all, we had Zoe in action at the Birmingham East Midland Championships in the indoor. She did 16 hurdles and came third in the heat, and got a new PB of 9.94, and she came fifth in the finals. And she also did a 60. 60 metre sprint and came fifth with a new PB of 8.73 so a big well done to her and then a well done to the senior men who broke the steep hills of Col- Colic 
woods today in the East Midlands cross country. Um, they they were third third on the day and a third new and joint third in the series. Jan Bailey came seventh. Geoff, Greg Jeffrey came sixteenth. Damien Davis twenty first. Grant Davis twenty fourth. Richard Peach eighty fifth. And John Crombie one hundred thirty fifth. And well done, although to all of those who also ran in the books teams. And Ed Book came sixty third overall in the N, in the men's A race and was first for York. And in the Anglian Boston's the schools competition cross country, we had Bethwin Jones in the junior girls, and she finished thirty ninth overall. Joe Green he had a storming race and finished first for Link and second overall in the senior boys race. Me, Lauren and Savannah all had good races in the girls' race. Um, our, sh- our course was a lot shorter, which was good. Um, Savannah finished fourth for links. I finished sixth and I finished ninth for links and Lauren finished tenth for links. And then in the junior boys' race, we had Joseph Monk and Josh Clay. Both found it a tough course because due to the course being so short. And they finished tenth and fourteenth for links. And finally, we had the not schools at Berry Hill. And there was a superb first place for Jasmine in the Nottinghamshire Schools Year 7 race. Cameron Shivers enjoyed his run in 40th place in the Year 6 race. Riley Picker finished 12th in the Year 7 boys race. And Eric also ran, who had a great race and finished 16th. So big well done to all of them. And Amber Owen, my older sister, she's in America. And she ran in the JSK... J, I don't know how you pronounce it. It was a indoor track competition. And she did a... 5k race and she got a new PB, well in America it's called a PR of 18.36 so big well done to her as well Brilliant and um, I forgot those two weeks to talk about so you had a lot to talk about didn't you and that was (laughs) absolutely spot on, you've done your own work, well done Are you asking about this weekend? Um, No, we've not done a competition till the weekend after and that's the the Nationals at Wollaton Park <laughs> Gareth mumbling in the background here. About no good asking you where you are at the weekend. That's shocking, isn't it? Yeah. Lauren's coming to say hi, though. Hello. Hello, Lauren. Have you enjoyed your, your warm up? <laughs> no, I don't think you would have warmed up. I'm going to let you both go now to keep try and keep warm. It's it's awful out there, but uh, make the best of it. Thanks, girls. Bye. Bye. There we go. That's uh, that's the trend. I mean, not that, and they're not really all girls anymore, are they now? They're, no, they're, uh, they're adults. Um, fantastic. Yeah. What they didn't know was the name of where Big Sister was. Well, I don't know where she was when she did that five k. What's the one that they didn't tell us but about? The then? one they didn't tell you about was uh, on the seventh, which was uh, Friday. Was that? She was at the Camel City International. Uh, invitational, I should say. And the she Camel ran. City invitational. invitational. So I take it as if you don't win, you get the hump. <laughs> yeah. Bum, bum! <laughs> all the, uh, all the she, old ones uh, on this show. She did the mile in five minutes, 26.23 indoors, which uh, must be uh, pretty horrible running indoors. Uh, what will it be? Uh, eight laps. Yeah. Yeah. Crikey. Okay, um, just before we go back to the boys and Mandy, Nike have launched a mass market version of their um, controversial running shoe, which apparently complies with all the world athletics rules. But I keep reading that um, last week the sports community body introduced an indefinite ban on indefinite ban on any shoes that have a thicker sole than forty mil or one that's 
a rigid embodied plate or blade in it. Gareth, what's all this about? Well, it's... Uh, they're not happy that uh, Elliot uh, went and ran under two hours, so uh, he was running in a prototype shoe which had uh, three carbon plates in the, the, to stiffen the sole, and it was also quite a thick foam, which they're saying is giving you a return and uh, making it spongy and springy and helping the running. Um, the, they've made a lot of noise, the, uh, uh, the world body, but in actual fact, the, the shoes that, uh, that are out there, apart from his, which was a prototype, they've, they've not banned those, and now they're saying anything uh, introduced after uh, April has to be available for so many months uh, in the shops for the general public. Um, interestingly, that um, recently the 10K record was uh, was uh, uh, broken and that was set in a pair of Adidas shoes, so it's not necessarily what you've got on your feet It's uh, that makes the difference. It's got to be, it's got to, they're almost saying that you, you almost don't need the ability. Absolutely, yeah. Putting a pair of those shoes on isn't going to make you run uh, <laughs> a world record. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, uh, what are you giggling at? <laughs> you invite them in as a special guest, don't you? Sit in the background giggling. <laughs> I, I used to be a runner. In my day, I, I was the fastest at the, 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 the Grove at 100 metres. Yeah. Mm. Okay, that day was a long time ago, <laughs> but... <laughs> It was my day. We are talking with the Newark Castle Archers tonight, and it's high time that uh, we actually spoke to uh, the top dog, the one and only Mandy's here. You're top of the tree, aren't you? You are, you are Mrs. Newark Castle Archers. Yeah, someone... I mean, okay, you didn't want to be, and we all understand the situation, and but we spoke about this one before from an, an awful, awful situation where the club could have quite easily have, have folded. Absolutely, you, yeah. And I'm going to say single-handedly made sure it didn't, and yes, you have got help now, but at one stage you pulled that club through. I did, but I didn't do it on my own. I did have a, a great support network behind the scenes of the committee and also archers, so I can't take it all on myself. But, um, yes, it could quite easily have folded and we wouldn't have had Newark Castle archers, but... We have, and, and we history. Can't, we can't keep saying that, you know, it's the youngest club that we've got and there's the new ones and all that, because you're established now. We are, yeah. We're five years old. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> and you're not only established in Newark, you're established in the county. We are, and not only that, you know, and a lot of people who may be listening to this that are archers will also know that we're also known with Archery GB, you know, and Archery UK, which is the magazine that Archery GB do, you know, and I've made sure that we get articles in there when we've been successful, um, whether it be a Christmas shoot or a Halloween shoot or one of the juniors has done something, I make sure that that goes over to Archery UK and also make sure it goes to Connor in the Newark Advertiser. Never heard of him. Um... <laughs> never met him but he sounds nice. he is a nice chap he's a nice lad um social media of course is important in any sport these days because yeah. it is the way of getting your brand 
mm. your name and your successes. And if you do it social media correctly, it can be a massive benefit. Absolutely. I mean, our Facebook page, you know, is probably the main source of where we get contact from because mm. certainly the younger generation, you know, they're always on social media. I only do Facebook, though. I don't do the other ones. Um, and um, we get quite a lot of traffic through there. Radio Note Sport is now on Instagram, folks. That's, that's Yeah, exciting. you see, when you said Instagram, I yeah. thought, ooh, I don't know that. I don't either, but I, oh. I just, I just blunder through. I do know it, but I don't use it. Um, it made me sound old. When you <laughs> came in last time, we was talking about the next step forward for Newark Castle Archers is, is getting a junior section established yes not just the odd one it needs established as a section in the castle arches that is going to form the backbone for the next 20 30 years um obviously i've been talking i've been spoken with these three you've done it yes um it's been it's been a long time happening it's taken a lot of work as anyone running a club will understand and appreciate juniors section is always a difficult one to get established but we have done it and we now we now have about 11 or 12 juniors and out of that 11 or 12 juniors we pretty much get seven or eight actually shooting at extra you know the club because this is difficult I just, Amanda you just go on to that mic Gareth onto that one if you would be so I just want to involve you both on this one because how difficult is it both of you you're actually you're in two different sports you're promoting two different clubs but you're chasing the same people yes so particularly you mandy because it's it is a minority sport um how difficult is it to convince someone not to be a footballer or a rugby player or even an athlete um i don't work from that sort of perspective if you like because we have as you can tell here we have harry who does do football and also coaching i'm not one for trying to bring them from other how good is that coaching as a 12 year old it's brilliant putting something back into the sport and he's only 12 that i tell you that is spot on absolutely it is and you know what we what i'm trying to do and what the club is trying to do is to give certainly juniors the um the chance to have a go because archery is not something that is mainstream if you said it's a minority sport the only way that we can get children to have a go is by putting on have a go sessions or going into a school um, and putting on a session so the children can you know try it out we do get some that the parents have spotted it and they'll go oh let's go and like harry cayenne taylor they've all come to you know, particularly the Scons Festival, which is paramount for us. I mean, that's a real brilliant activity where we put it on at Scons Park. It's for local people. They come and see us, they have a go, and we bring children in, and they we have three here that have joined, and it's, a few more. It, it is the perpetual <coughs> cycle, isn't it, Gareth, that you all need to get into primary schools, uh, and you all need almost to, to pitch your sport. Yeah, yeah, but as we've discussed, I'm not I'm not a great believer of being over over coached and and being over competitive at too young an age. I think mm. it should be enjoyment. Absolutely. It was interesting you said you've got about eleven juniors and you, you get about seven seven or eight will turn out, which is which is on a par with most 
with most clubs they've all got lots of members but getting them to actually compete uh, for whatever reason uh, you know the family dynamics or other sports or whatever you, you, you never get the full compliment that you've got on the books uh, to turn out at a weekend which can be fright frustrating but uh, you just have to live with it i'm mick bradley and you're listening to radio north sport live on fm dab and with our friends at smith's timber our friends for the last five years we've been doing this show and we do thank them for their uh, for their help uh, new for 2020 we are also on instagram so go on there and give us a like and don't forget if you missed any of these shows including this one it will be podcast so you can listen away at the last count there was 503 hours for you to listen to what what joy what joy indeed um so the junior section mandy is up it's running you've got your stars you've got your stars at the county level um and you've moved um winter quarters so to speak we have yes um we've moved to magnus sports center or as it's called magnus community sports center i do believe yes i happened to see again on social media they were advertising you know do you need a place for your sport blah 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 contacted them and they made things happen and we've moved to a much bigger sports hall because we did actually outgrow the college which is great uh, we have a lot more space uh, we've got larger targets um, and we're actually getting visitors from other clubs which is great because we didn't really get that before so if someone belongs to another club and their archery gb member they can come and visit well, another that's, club that's spot on, so, yeah. Let, let's um, just swing the mic around back uh, back to to the youngsters and it stopped right in front of kyan um what's it like at the magnus um it's good because you got like a lot of space and there's more people that can go there what what distance do you shoot at 20 yards 20 that's a long way isn't it <laughs> i don't even see it from 20 yards 20 yards and when mandy came in last time she got all very technical with us just, just push it around to harry that's it she got all very technical with us because archery isn't just you know something straight out of robin hood there's different versions of of archery so we're gonna test the lads now to see what their knowledge is of archery um so different disciplines harry you what uh, what what discipline do you do um Bearbow, I do bearbow. You're bearbow. Now, we know Mandy doesn't like bearbow at all. That, that's not her favourite. I think she might do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you, you do bearbow. Just explain what bear. Why do you call it bearbow? What is bearbow? Well, it's basically a bearbow. It's got no sights, no accessories on it. So, it, it is all on eyesight? Yeah. Okay, right. So, Taylor, just can we get a mic round to you so apart from verbo what else is the uh i believe there's recurve sights which is sights and there's longbow which is a traditional robin hood yeah right you see um, I, I, I'm, I know where i am there and then there's compound which is slightly smaller but very accurate that's okay quite normally used for hunting and stuff like that and your your discipline is i'm bare bow as well 
Yes. The problem is, you see, when you actually join the club, you're being pushed one way here, aren't you? You, you know, you're being pushed into Burbo. No one's being pushed. No, of course not. Kine, I suppose you're Burbo as well, are you? Yeah. You're Burbo, but don't you like Longbow better? No. Oh, okay, right. I'm not going to win on this one, am I? No. Um, <laughs> is Burbo in serious and Mandy? Is is that the the most popular discipline? No, not at no? all. Burbo is actually it's very new. Um, on the scene in competitions and etc because traditionally archery gb follows world archery disciplines and you have recurve and compound which are the most two popular that you will see at the and olympics do they both have sites yes yeah and that's what you see at the olympics and the world championships um barebow is sort of building up popularity um, it certainly is at Newark Castle Archers, and we are renowned now for one of the clubs that's top heavy with bare bowers, which is very, very unusual. I say it, it's in, it, it would certainly bring out any problems you've got in your eyesight, wouldn't it? Because if, if you're doing it just by eyesight, yeah. If you suddenly didn't realise because I have a long, sh- long sighted, short sighted. Or that can then, that, that can yeah. be with all the disciplines though, but obviously with compound and recurve they do have a site. If you're looking straight into a site, it's going to help, isn't it? It's got yeah, to help, hasn't that it? That is going to help, and that's why barebow now is proving to be a popular choice. Certainly um, with youngsters coming through in our club, I can't say the same across the country, but it is in ours. And I think one of the reasons for me is it's fun. All archery is fun, but barebow is fun, and they haven't got to think of the technical side of it. They can just turn up, set their bow up, I follow the instructions, and re- shoot. Yeah, being realistic in all, all this, it, it, that is more of a test of your ability than having something with a sight in front of you, isn't it? <laughs> oh, if people are listening to this, they'll have a field day. Um, but yes, I'm going to say yes, because well, you're, 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 <laughs> you're, going, you're using your own ability to... Yes. You know, in, in barebow, there's lots of different ways that people shoot. I shoot by gap shooting. In other words, when I focus the arrow on the target, it's not necessarily pointing at the gold. I will have it either below it or above it, depending on the distance. Some people who do barebow string walk, and that's whereby they actually have their fingers underneath the arrow and have a set distance from the arrow, depending on the distance they're shooting. Very technical. And it's a traditional bullseye. I was just thinking... It's not a bullseye, Mick. It's a gold. <laughs> bullseye is dark. She always tells me off. <laughs> right, OK. It's a traditional gold. Yeah. And I was thinking, can we change that and have a sort of effigy of Tony Smith in the middle of it? We can do and whatever for, you like. And, and, and aim for Tony. We, uh, yes. I mean, you can come can along have, and we, do we that. We can have a competition. Who can hit Tony? <laughs> yes. They'll be queuing just, up. They'll just be queuing out the not, gate. Not hit him physically, just a picture of him. Oh. I just want to clarify oh. that. Oh. Just want to get that straight. <laughs> Brilliant. Poor Tony, sorry. What, what's, your, what's your membership numbers then? Um, at the last count, we have 38 members, which, you know, for a club, for us, mm-hmm. is actually doing very yeah. well. Um, but the nice thing about it is out of those members, we probably have about an 80% take-up on a Thursday night of shooting. So at Magnus, we've been getting regularly 22, 23 archers shooting, which is absolutely brilliant to see. And when you bring the youngsters in, you also open the door to mums and dads, don't you? Oh, it's great. Because but the you only can't reason- just have the youngsters without getting mums and dads involved. Absolutely. Right, so um, we're going to... Um, 
talk to Graham now from the Striders, and when we come back, we can have a bit of mum time. <laughs> Tuesday at quarter to eight can only mean one thing, of course, and that's our catch-up, a weekly catch-up, with uh, the Newark Striders. And like um, our friends from the Newark AC, cold, wet, windswept, and they're the good points of the weekend, Graham. Absolutely, all those things and more. <laughs> yeah, we had so many plans for Sunday, Long Eaton, uh, cross-country, that would have been the fourth and final round of the East Midlands uh, cross-country series. Uh, Valentine's 10k up towards uh, Scunthorpe there. I had so many plans for Sunday, but uh, Storm Kira intervened, and those uh, events were cancelled, or should I say really postponed, because they'll, uh, they'll all take place at uh, some point in the next uh, month or two. But, yep, Sunday was definitely a day for staying inside. One or two people ventured out, but uh, say most events were, were cancelled. Anyway, so I got my race out of the way on Saturday, when the weather was not quite as bad. Did the uh, Warsby Ripper... That's over at uh, uh, South Rossby, up the A17 there. 8.8 mile multi-terrain race, that one. So uphill, downdale, gravel, road, mud, uh, farm tracks, farmer's fields, you name it. It's all in the Rossby Ripper. Matt Silk was the first of the new striders to finish that race. He came 16th uh, overall in a time of 1 hour, 4 minutes and uh, 36 seconds. Uh, Steve White next, uh, 1 hour, 15 and 45 seconds. Then uh, yours truly, 1 hour 16, and uh, Anthea Moisey, uh, 2 hours and 2 minutes. So, yeah, a good time, my boy, all at the Rosebury, but it's a good race, that one. wasn't the first run of the day for some of those. Uh, if you look at the pictures that will be coming on the uh, Radio Newark website at some point in the next day or two, you'll notice uh, one or two faces uh, in the Belton House Park Run, as well as the Rosebury River, because Park Run is Saturday for us, so as well as Newark, we had a club out into Belton House, and uh, amongst the people that went were the aforementioned Anthea Moisey and Steve White, who were in the Rossby Ripper too. Doddington Hall, uh, part room we were at, Clumber Park, Skegness, uh, a part run in Wales, which, uh, forgive me if I don't attempt to pronounce. Ah, uh, come on, you know the rules. Oh, Linlech Owain, I think. Uh, uh, forgive me, any uh, Welsh listeners. Uh, Woolerton Hall is, uh, is uh, Wolf's Park, sorry, the, the newest uh, park run in, in the local area. That was on Saturday, on Saturday and uh, Brian Thompson did that one. And uh, Strider Park Run of the Week definitely goes to uh, uh, Dave Cross. He was at uh, Milano Nord in uh, Milan in Italy. So uh, yeah, that's definitely the top prize for park run touring uh, for David. We had a couple of uh, Striders in action midweek last week. Um, we had Stephen Tomlinson, Tomo, uh, and uh, Nick Hamer. They were in the fourth and final round of the Nottingham 5K Winter Series on the embankment there in, uh, alongside of the Trent in Nottingham. Uh, 23.59 for Tomo for the 5K and uh, 29.57 for Nick. I haven't been on for a couple of weeks, so I've got a little bit of catch-up on. And uh, last Sunday, we had uh, round three of the East Midlands uh, cross-country at Colic Woods. And uh, by all accounts, it's the toughest of the four races, that one. A bit of a mud fest, uh, loads and loads of hills, which is why you won't find my name amongst the uh, ten striders that completed that race. First, Peter Davis, 49 minutes. And I won't read them all out, but Simon Palmer, Darren Watkin, Andy Scott, Andy Sirs, Philippa Clark, uh, Stacey Atkins, all uh, turning out, amongst others, for striders at um, Colic Woods there. And, uh, again, sort of we had a, another race in the evening, uh, 
the other Saturday, uh, Plumber Park Night Run. So Head Torture's on for Lynn Bobby, Kat Scott and, and Andy Scott. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had a really good uh, turnout there. So what's coming up? Well, Storm uh, Dennis is coming up this weekend, so we'll see what uh, he's got to say about <laughs> the, uh, uh, the weekend fixtures. Uh, might spare me... Um, uh, my my pain on Sunday. I'm one of the striders taking part in the St. Valentine's 30-kilometre run down at Stanford. So that's a really hilly and obviously a fairly long race. 30 k's is 18 miles or so in old money. 1,100 feet of climbing in that race. So it's a tough one and uh, it's a fixture on the um, calendar for those training for marathons and self amongst them. It'll be a fair, strider, fair few uh, striders taking part um, on Sunday, hopefully. So We've been on a busy, busy fortnight, despite the uh, dis- despite the weather. You know, plenty of uh, marathon training going as well. People really racking up the miles. So, a busy couple of weeks and a busy few weeks to come, uh, Mick. Brilliant, Graham. Oh, have you gone? No, I'm here. Yeah, as as ever. Thank you so much, um, and the best of luck to you out there this weekend. Yeah, I think I need it. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. See you soon. Bye now. Bye bye. The wonderful Graham Welsh there with all the strong who would be an athlete. Multi terrain is that another word for cross country? Yeah. Yes, it's another word for cross country. It's a, po- it's, 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 it's a posh version of cross country, then. Okay. Right, it's gonna. It's, it's, it's mum's time because um, what happens, you see, is they 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 go to Sconsfest to have a lovely afternoon out, and the youngsters say, "Can I have a go at that?" And yes, and they they, they get hooked on it, and. Um, Somebody has to take them, you see, and this is this is where I really want to come from. So we've got very good mums because they sit sort of in front of where the children are standing. So um, we've got um, Harry's mum to start with. If, there she is, tucked away in the corner there. Um, I understand now that uh, you've got the bug. You've oh, taken no, it up. Me. Not no, you. You're the no, one that hasn't. I'm but, the one that hasn't. But can you can you hold out? Um, I don't know. I don't know whether the pressure will become too much. <laughs> but at the moment... Knowing I'm Mandy for as long scorer. as I've, I've known Mandy, yeah. the pressure will become too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's it like? Because, I mean I, I mean, I was fascinated by his coaching at 12 years old, which I think is absolutely wonderful. What was it like when he, he finally found a sport that he really enjoys um with archery it's great he as well as doing the football coaching um but with archery as well as the coaching it's um built on his confidence a lot um it helps him um interact with others grown-ups and youngsters as well um and the way he conducts conducts himself um around people as well it really he's come on no end in the last couple of years so yeah both okay and moving move to the mother who comes up with wonderful names for her children. Ah, thanks. So, <laughs> Kyan. Where's Kyan? Where's Kyan It means long-awaited child. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And little king, for some reason, yeah. But All right. Yeah. You named him right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> He's not a bad lad. <laughs> but you have taken up archery. Sure have, Yeah. Only, only just, we were in the third week, I think it is, of the beginner's course, so almost lasted a year since uh, with Mandy trying to convince me to give it a go, but me and my husband are both uh, taking part in it, so... So what is it? It says, well, if we're going to sit here, we may as well do something. Well, this is it, yeah. And uh, Harper wants to as well, but yeah, she's too little to do it at the moment, so it's probably going to be a family thing if, yeah, like you say, if we're all going to be there at the sports and at tournaments and things, then we might as well all be taking part and having fun. 
getting involved in what is an established club now, but it yeah. is a, a small club. Um, and any sports club ultimately is about finance without yeah. the finance yeah. is it the mother's union that is sort of in charge of making sure the finance of that club ticks over no, no. that's mandy that's mandy that's you see mandy mandy, mandy, will, mandy will tell you it's not mandy it's everybody <laughs> else and everybody else says that's mandy how do you raise money um this year, oops, this year, it's now 2020, isn't it? 2019, I actually did put some um, bids in for funding, um, which, again, people can appreciate, takes an awful lot of work and time. But um, I managed to work with Active for Today, um, and we um, did a funding application for Sport England, and we were successful. And we got just over £5,000 to actually put archery in the community and offer it to... Um, disadvantaged areas within the community so basically we actually funded their beginner courses um, and we gave a lot of um, support to events in and around the area so that we could offer everyone to have a go at archery and they didn't have to pay for it and that's the way and that's a wonderful way forward the other interesting well there's many interesting bits on the notes i've got but uh, one of them was that taylor used to be shy and the one thing i always championed getting involved in a sports club and it's what gareth said as well it gives the children a chance to meet other children with a like to what they're yeah. doing how, how important for taylor then as as getting involved with the archers being yeah. Taylor's come on leaps and bounds since he joined the archery in Newark Castle Archers. He struggled to... He was all right with children of his own age, but he struggled to interact more with adults um, and to pitch that level right. But since he started at Newark Castle Archers, he's gained loads of friends, um, the youngsters as well as the adults. They've all supported him. They'll all coach him. They'll all give him... Um, sort of little tips and they've really brought him out of his shell i mean for his 14th birthday you asked him what he wanted to do for his 14th birthday do you want to go cinema with your mates or whatever and taylor was said no i want to go to archery i want to do something with the archery club so quite right too quite right and um you, you you've taken up um, I've, yeah. I've got it right finally yeah. you, you've taken up mm -hmm. archery how's it changed the family life then that now suddenly um <laughs> taylor's got competition time. now yeah that's what it is taylor's got competition now um but i mean for me as well just normally i would sit back and just watch taylor and watch the other archers and have a good chat with them anyway but now myself and zoe are getting involved and dan will have such a giggle <laughs> doing the the course beginners course and we're all sort of looking forward to giving our children a little bit of competition who's better kai on you or mum yeah, yeah who's, who's better taylor it's definitely me <laughs> <laughs> we'll ask this question in a year's time mandy yeah yeah we will we'll see what answer we're getting a year's time yeah. to that question but uh, that's absolutely fantastic it's been brilliant having you all having you all in tonight mums mums as well and that and that's what it's all and that's yeah. what grassroots sports clubs should all be about yeah. community having a go winning that's brilliant but it's not the end of the world no but getting the family in is is really important uh as we've said you know it's um it's all those in the background that get you to the to the meetings and 
get you to to the training and what have you. Without them, you you're stuck. Mandy, so we've got um, less than four minutes. As long as you don't break me, Mike. Less than four minutes. Um, we spoke about Newcastle Archers for the last hour. If somebody wants to come and give it a go, where do they come? When do they come? And who do they see? First, th- first thing they need to do is make contact with myself, um, which they can do on um, Newcastle Archers at live.com. Send me an email to make some inquiries. They can look at our Newcastle Archers Facebook page. Um, and then I will always answer any queries because we do do sort of uh, dates um, throughout the year where we will put on a have-a-go session so people can just come for a one-off for an hour with a coach. Um, yeah, so they're the sort of like places where they can contact us. Um, there's just one thing that I would like also like to point out with the funding that we've had, Newark Youth Trust have been paramount as well with um, funding for us and they've enabled us to really invest in the junior side of equipment and targets that we can actually then use for children because it is slightly different with children opposed to adults new at youth trust yes work tirelessly in the background they do yes they honestly do not get the credit they deserve they don't they don't it's it's shocking really came across them about a year or so ago and they've been absolutely brilliant with us and they've really um, helped us out an awful lot with some new junior bows junior targets that we can actually then take into the community and use and also with soft archery as well for the smaller children that are in primary schools that are five plus so that's been absolutely brilliant gareth it's your first night in here when we haven't been primarily athletic so you uh found yeah, out a bit fine. about archery tonight well our, you know trying to be a bit professional i did look up their website and what have you before i came in so i uh I learned it, to yes. I'll just leave it to Mandy. <laughs> yeah, needs updating on their membership. Right, yeah. okay. But black I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, massive thanks to our, our junior archers. Massive thanks to the mums for bringing them in and having the courage to come in here and have a chat as well. But uh, most of all, Mandy, what you've done and what you continue to do this lot should say a massive thank you very much thank you and and the whole of your sport should as well but i'm going to have the last word well there's a shock yeah i am going to have the last word because every member of the club we've all got different stories we've all got different histories and everyone who makes new at castle archers wonderful everyone's brilliant the mums as well and the dads and the juniors i'm very proud of so it's a good thank you to them there you are. She thought she was going to get the last word, but I'm going to have the last word. <laughs> so, a big thanks to all of them. Uh, tomorrow night, we turn our attention to football, and we've got two Nottingham Forest goalkeepers in the studio. One started her career at Southall City. The other one started her career in Vancouver. There you go. We're going international tomorrow night, and we're talking to two young ladies that share the goalkeeping for the Forest ladies. Coming up now... The man that is going to sing the blues to you tonight. Stuart Preston's here. And uh, Andy Channing, well, he's on DAB. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>